Welcome to the Nordic Innovation Forecast. Green shipping and sustainable sea transport, or rather the move towards this, is the topic of this installment. My name is Nils Johanna Halvorsen, and here are the voices you'll be hearing from the next minutes. My name is uh, Sofia Furstenberg-Stott, and uh, I have uh, a small consultancy together with my husband Connor called Furstenberg Maritime Advisory, and where we focus on helping the industry with strategic support for the energy transition. And uh, we have been engaging as content facilitators for the Nordic Green Ammonia Powered Ship Project, the No Gaps Project, which sits with the Global Maritime Forum. My name is Nana Tid and I'm project man- manager of the Connected Ship, um, which is a Nordic collaboration uh, where we're making an open IoT platform. And this fits, fits me perfectly because I really love working with the combination of human and tech and making those two parties uh, collaborate. So to start off uh, first, I would like to start with Sofia. Uh, could you uh, give us, a, 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 if possible, a short status on how the shipping industry and in this uh, instance, uh, particularly in the Nordics, uh, what the status is regarding decarbonization and uh, the kind of move towards a greener uh, tomorrow? Well, in the Nordics, I think we can really see that uh, things are really ramping up and there are lots of activities. And I think the the Nordic region is starting to show really um, thought leadership and uh, there is this uh, recognition that decarbonization is not going to happen um, by trying to do it alone. So companies are becoming more and more uh, engaged in in uh, wider collaborations and only over the last year we've seen the uh, getting to zero coalition uh, really getting off the ground um, and uh, starting to to really deliver value and we have the uh, Maersk McKinney Muller zero uh, the center for zero ship Zero carbon shipping. Sorry if that was not the correct name. It's a very long name, <laughs> um, and uh, and all those kinds of initiatives, um, and where the industry is also starting to talk a, s- a little bit of the same language, um, because there is there is huge complexity out there, and there there is a lot of a lot of new things to learn and, and a new language to learn, um, and. Uh, and so I think there is there's great traction in the Nordic uh, context. Uh, that being said, uh, I think we also see that uh, there is uh, an overwhelming uh, complexity to to be dealt with, and where um, we have sort of everything needs to happen at once. Uh, the regulations need to be de- need need to be developed. The technologies need to be developed. Um, the, the new ships need to be built, but perhaps the most challenging aspect that we have is that the infrastructure needs to be developed and, uh, and that needs to happen, uh, kind of hand in hand with, uh, the kind of what else is happening in the world because all those signatories to the Paris Agreement, uh, all those countries also need to decarbonize, right? And so, uh, those infrastructures that are being developed needs to be 
planned for that. And, uh, and then the other big challenge is that this is very expensive and we may not even know the costs, but business models are challenged and the banks, they are trying to find new ways of engaging in this and blended finance is, is coming into play. And it's really an all hands on deck situation. And it's, it's really very, very interesting. And, and, and as I said, the Nordics, they, they are showing leadership and, and it's, uh, it's great to, to be part of, of this uh, early, early, early work that is happening now. And in one of these uh, all hands on on deck uh, is uh, the the project uh, the connected ship. You said a little bit about it in uh, the introduction of yourself, uh, Nana. But but please uh, do elaborate on the project the the connected ship. Yeah, I must say that I agree with Sophia, and I think that the the thing we are seeing in connected ship is also the collaboration. Because this is, this is such a big burden to bear on your own. So I think the shipping companies are realizing that they need to collaborate and they need to be more open and transparent. Uh, and that's what's actually one of the ground pillars in the connected ship openness and transparency. And the shipping companies that we are collaborating with, they, they are very keen on this aspect and they are very pro, pro, progressive in actually sharing data and and collaborating with each other because they know they can't they can't solve this equation on their own um but yes i will uh, tell a little more more about the connected ship as i said it it's an open iot platform uh and and we are collecting uh data from the ship and these data come into this platform uh and the the platform was developed from the need the shipping company has a need of owning their own data right now uh, each vendor has a system and then the shipping companies buy access to their the data but with this new platform they they own their own data and the platform that we developed it can collaborate with already existing uh, system on board so the ship owner get a full picture of what's going on on their ship and uh, it is a collaboration between um, the Nordic countries, and we take the smart city technology from the uh, the Swedish Swedish cluster Mobile Heights, and and uh, connect this with the uh, Danish shipping companies and the clean tech from the Finnish uh, cluster Vasic. We are also collaborating with with Vatsila, which is one of the vendors. Uh, and just the fact that Vatila is collaborating with us and opening up their approach and their data together with the ship owners, I actually think that that shows that people are ready to collaborate and to solve this uh, together. Hi, Eva here from Nordic Innovation. In order to bring shipping in line with the Paris Climate Agreement, the maritime sector needs to reduce CO2 emissions by 50% by 2050. Nordic Innovation contributes through the Nordic Smart Mobility and Connectivity Program, and in particular our Sea Meets Land Mobility Mission. 
Sophia, uh, with your ex- experience from the world of shipping, uh, and, and you you pointed it out, how is the industry responding to the need for transparency and cooperation? I would think that these are not necessarily inherent skills, if you know what I mean, w- within the industry. Yeah, I think the industry is challenged uh, with regards to this because uh, collaboration at this level uh, requires new skills and uh, it requires companies to be able to measure progress outside of of their common scope. And uh, it it requires also, uh, with regards to transparency, it it might require new ways of of looking at risk and reward. Sharing of of risk and reward is something fundamental here uh, where where, uh, progress uh, and and innovation needs needs to be made because we we are constantly stuck at uh, barriers where nobody has a business case. And uh, in order for for the the kind of the concept or the idea to, to develop, uh, companies need to to uh, explore how how uh, mutual value can be created, and risks and costs thereby can be lowered, and also uh, novel ways of looking at um, access to finance. I mean, uh, public uh, finance is going to play an essential role in in getting these you know these first conceptual these first pilots. Um, happening and uh, in order to to have a credible case you need to to look at these opportunities from a systems perspective because only then can you understand kind of where the barriers are and how they can be approached and only then can you uh, kind of put a value to it and that is needed in order to get that uh, funding that you need Right, so so that is one essential part in in the collaboration space here that that you understand what the gaps are, and that is what this no gaps project has has really tried to do to to collect the stakeholders across uh, the the value chain, uh, including the the, sh- the the engine makers, the ship owners, the banks, um, the uh, the class societies, and not least the fuel maker. And, and looking at that and asking, so what's really needed to make this happen? Not only from a technology and regulatory perspective, but actually, how is this going to be a viable business case? Because there's no business case for anyone right now. Um, so the the uh, collaboration in itself is a skill, but but also to to find new viable ways of collaborating together while still uh, sustaining your business. Yeah, and and Sophia, that that's why we are so um, thrilled with this collaboration together with Vatsilab because actually the connected ship is a a um, a kind of a threat to their business model, but but yeah. they know that they need to collaborate to face the future. And that is why they are letting us in and, and collaborating with us because they know that this kind of open systems will be the future because when you have an open system, then you can constantly add on functions and you can, and, and it can change together with the context instead of those old closed uh, systems. Yes. Yeah, just a comment. Yeah, this, 
this is a great example of realizing the um, the the risk and reward sharing. Uh, how the the progress of of digitalization and decarbonization and other transformative uh, changes happening right now. How big companies uh, need need to to take uh, a hard look at at uh, how how they are also going to sustain for the future. But uh, Nana, please, uh, how uh, is uh, how is the digitalization project and the gathering of data that you are doing uh moving the shipping industry towards a greener future concretely i i really love this question and i just had a meeting with all the partners in the project because of course i wanted to to include all of their great knowledge um so we talked a lot about this and and actually we think that there are two points about sustainability and what our digitalized digitalized uh, platform does first of all when we know something we can act on it so we are installing sensors aboard the ship to actually measure and know stuff and that leads to two things both a both uh, regarding fuel and maintenance uh, and sustainable in in that uh, way but also in a human way where we we do a sustainable usage of human resources because in shipping there's a lot of overwork and waiting around and and balancing workloads and misunderstandings and um, manual putting in of numbers and doing reports and all of these things will become easier oh sorry all of these things will become easier uh, because technology is doing their job its job and humans are doing their job instead of uh, and that i think that will create a much more motivating uh, work environment for the seafarers first of all but but the um, but the other part the the measuring of um, fuel consumptions and so on that's sustainable in a in in an environmental way but those things together make it actually a more financial sustainable business model uh, and I think that's uh, that's one of the cool or the cool parts of this yeah. project. Because I, I would think that, Sophia, you, you briefly touched on it, the importance of including in all projects that will lead eventually the shipping industry to a greener, more sustainable future, including the financial side of it. It needs to be addressed simultaneously with all the other things. Yeah. 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 yeah and and how, how is the, the old, uh, the, the legacy culture in this field responding to that because I, I i sense some positivity in you sophia yeah i think the the industry is uh, more and more realizing that uh, this this uh, the the transformation in shipping uh, is something that um will uh, <laughs> if if you don't if you don't jump on board this this train you you will eventually be be out of business because it's a it's a transformative change we're talking about here and just as an example which is currently also a huge barrier to this change when we decarbonize shipping and start to use uh, another fuel uh, those ships that are out in the market now assets which are essentially our pension funds they will lose their value. 
And so we cannot allow that to happen because obviously we, we, we can't deteriorate value in this way and jeopardizing uh, yeah, the pension funds or, or what else, right? And so uh, we need to, to, to do this transition in with our eyes wide open and understanding what what how this will impact the entire kind of value ecosystem here and uh, and uh, yeah f- find our path through this jungle uh, and and also those ships that are going to be built for using the the new fuels where we have all these uncertainties with regards to uh, availability, how fast the infrastructure is going to be developed, how the rules are going to be developed, and not least the price of this fuel going forward, which is probably going to be decoupled from oil. Uh, how are we going to ensure the sustained value of those vessels? Um, and so shipping as a business is going to change. Uh, it's going to change a lot. And on that note, we are going to end. Sofia Fischenbergstadt and Nana Tit, thank you so much for sharing your insight with us. At nordicinnovation.org, you will find more details, more information on this topic, and much more. Thank you so much for listening. 